Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 104. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey with technology, plus other tidbits that I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Thursday, February 20th, 2020. Visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or leave any feedback. It's always appreciated. Uh, Plenty of ways to get in touch over at pixelswim.com. So let's dive into the show. Uh, starting with the feedback from episode 103 on MeWe. First, we had Frank Needhart, who reached out. I think <laughs> he had a lot to say because he's had the Galaxy S10e uh, three times before, he says. So uh, he goes into, he says, great episode again. Glad you enjoy the S10e as much as I did. And yes, I had the S10e three times before. Last last time, as I sent it back, I wondered whether the money was worth it to replace my fine working iPhone 7. I decided that it was simply too much money for too few advantages. Now the case now the case is a bit different. My iPhone developed a bad battery drain issue. Nothing helped yet. And the S10e came down in price as well for me, about 420 euro for a new, nearly new device, and it will arrive tomorrow. Um, I think he may have sent it back already. I because of later uh, comment that he left on here, but um, I'm curious how One UI has developed. The last time I had the S10e, the One UI 2.0 was in beta. As I live in Germany, there are only a few shops selling the G7 or G9700 version that has the Snapdragon SoC. The version I bought is the G970F, the usual European version with the Exynos. However, there seems to be Google Camera port. There seems to be a Google Camera port for this as well, and I will definitely try that. Compared to with the LG camera setup, the wide-angle camera of the S10 range is a bit wider, and has therefore a lot more lens distortion. That is a pity because the camera itself is really good. As you love the Samsung experience, do you use the built-in keyboard and browser, or do you have? Uh, installed inter- alternatives. Your wife should look at take a look at the Knox system system with uh, secure folder that gives you the ability to complete separate private and business life on the Samsung phones. You can install two instances of the same app for one business or for one for business and one for private use. So yeah, thanks Frank. That was a lot of good feedback about the the S10e and Samsung in general there. Uh, regarding the wide-angle camera, I did respond to him on MIUI. Uh, I guess there is a, a, an option in the camera settings uh, under Picture, Save Options, Ultra Wide Shape Correction. Um, supposedly, this is supposed to help with the wide-angle camera and to kind of straighten out all of the, the lens distortion. I haven't tried it. Uh, I did turn it on, but I haven't really had a chance to test it yet. So maybe that will kind of remedy some of the distortion Frank was seeing on that camera, especially since it's uh, pretty wide-angle. Uh, so usually there's a lot of edge distortion and stuff like that. But uh, regarding the keyboard and browser, I am using Samsung's keyboard, but I installed uh, Microsoft Edge, the Microsoft Edge browser. On uh, I have Samsung. I've used Samsung's browser in the past, though, uh, mainly on that uh, Samsung Tab Eight that we had, <laughs> that old tablet that my wife was using. Uh, it was a lot faster and quicker than Chrome on that, especially on that tablet, which is very low spec. Uh, and then I will talk a little bit more about Knox in, uh, in a little bit here because I did get that set up for my wife. So thank you, Frank, for all of that feedback on me. Very helpful, very good stuff. Uh, it's always uh, nice to chit-chat with people about uh, the same device that you have and uh, getting it all set up in the same way. So thanks, Frank, for that. 
And then thanks, uh, Kyle Helms, who reached out on Twitter DM and uh, correctly guessed that uh, part of the title of the show last week, the we part, was I definitely was thinking of uh, Homer Simpson for that. So uh, Kyle guessed that. But uh, yeah, that's it for the feedback from episode 103. Uh, thank you for leaving that, Frank and Kyle. And then uh, if anybody else wants to leave feedback on this episode, uh, head over to Pixelswim.com and uh, get in touch in any way you want. So, All right, so on this episode today, we're going to talk about the XE1 Compact. It's on its way out of my house soon, hopefully. Uh, we're going to go over a short Boxo Phones update. I got some headphone adventures uh, that I've been kind of going through lately. And uh, we'll do a soda pop speaker update. <laughs> so anybody who's been waiting on any more information for that, uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. And then uh, we'll finish up with talking about the Galaxy S10e. So yeah, let's uh, start with the Sony Xperia XZ1 Compact or XZ1 Compact. Uh, I did officially put it on Swappa this week. It uh, yeah went up there. I accidentally put in the wrong I IMEI number when I initially did it and got spit back at me uh, by the Swappa staff. So luckily it was just a typo. <laughs> I was a little worried since I have uh, the software mod to get the fingerprint sensor working that uh, the IMEI maybe got uh, invalidated somehow. But no, everything's good. It got it uh, all posted on Swappa. If you want to check it out, you can uh, go to the show notes and find the link for that. So it's in like per almost perfect condition. My wife took really good care of it. So, uh, and you know, it's had a case and a screen protector, which did the job. So, yeah. Anyway, that's uh, where the Sony Xperia XE1 Compact is. It's uh, kind of sad to see it go, but uh, it is what it is. All right, so just a quick box o phones update. Uh, really, as of right now, I'm just kind of waiting on parts to come from China. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on over in China with the coronavirus and quarantining and stuff like that, and the government, uh, you know, quarantining different cities and areas. And so the places that I ordered some parts from, specifically for the Moto G5 Pluses that I've been working on, uh, they will be shipping soon. I know that uh, according to the message on their website, uh, the 20th is kind of the day that they'll be coming back. So I assume that the you know be a few days before they even get to my order and then probably ship it out after that. But uh, obviously more important that they are good and healthy over there first. So I'll also hopefully be getting into you know some of the other phones that I have in there and start uh, getting those taken apart and put back together and uh, find ordering parts for those and you know get back repairing soon so yeah that's the update on the boxo phones for this week all right so let's dive into a little bit of uh, headphone adventures here just <laughs> kind of stuff that's been happening lately uh, with headphones in my life uh, not just for me um, I just wanted to get first give an update on those little black uh, Bluetooth earbuds that I purchased those that cheap set of like knockoff airpods uh, they've been working really well for my purposes. Again, the the sound quality isn't the greatest on them, uh, but they you know they do the job for listening to podcasts at night. I uh, do I do kind of wish they had a little bit of a longer battery life because I think the battery life is about two hours. So I have to make sure that I'm going to be <laughs> actually going to you know trying to go to sleep or whatever to uh, make sure I I kind of plan that out so I'm not up for a few hours and then go to sleep kind of a thing because otherwise the batteries will die so uh, and it, it's only happened once so far but I do wish that's the only thing I wish about them is the battery life is longer but for the price you can't really complain they you know 
95% of the time they're doing exactly what I need them to do. Uh, maybe even, you know, let's call it 99% of the time they're doing what I need. So yeah, just an update on those. Uh, another thing is, and this is kind of goes into trying to find headphones for my wife. Uh, she's been trying to look for uh, some, you know, decent headphones or headphones that she can wear for a long time because uh, she's been, you know, she did, <laughs> for lack of a better way to put this, her head isn't as big as some of the headphones out there, like the stock headphones that you purchase. And so uh, her ears are smaller, her head is a little bit smaller. So she's had trouble finding ones that fit uh, comfortably for periods of time and, and that also don't sort of crush her head, <laughs> you know, with too tight of uh, pressure on it. But uh, Either way, uh, I did find it was my wife and I went out uh, to eat the, uh, a couple weekends ago, and we on the ground when we were walking on the sidewalk, there was a pair of Bluetooth headphones that I found on the ground. Uh, nothing spectacular; they were just uh, a pair of wired earbuds. So basically, two earbuds connected with the wire, and then a little box in the middle that has like the power and volume up and volume down, and I'm guessing the bulk of the battery in it. So, and it was just a little cheapy pair of Bluetooth headphones um, that I actually later that day found it. They uh, are actually from Walmart. So they are just a cheap pair of uh, earbud Bluetooth headphones wired that uh, you can get at Walmart for about $8. So these are not uh, the highest end, but uh, be luckily I, I didn't realize at the time because I had just picked them up and sort of put them in my, my coat pocket uh, for, and, you know, until I got home. And, but we had gone to Walmart and, and luckily I had seen the same headphones there and saw that they have a seven hour battery life. So uh, I had, didn't know at that point if they worked or not, but we did bring them home. Uh, and I did clean them up for her, uh, you know, good, good wipe down. They weren't too bad. It looked like somebody had maybe dropped them on the sidewalk the same day that we were there, uh, that we found them. So uh, not a big deal. Good wipe down. They were uh, basically new at that point, uh, you know, disinfected and all that stuff. So uh, in order to make them a little more comfortable, because even I really kind of have trouble with the in-ear headphones, the ones that they release all these days mostly like you're they're kind of the regular earbuds kind of going going away and they're replacing everything with these in-ear with the tips and stuff like that I've never really been able to do that to myself I've never been comfortable with that I mean uh, something that I probably need to try again to see if it's still the case if they've gotten better over time but uh, it did, doesn't really work for her even the smallest ones don't really work for her the sizing of the little ear tips that go in there so what she did is uh, she found a tip uh, on Pinterest because she's on Pinterest quite a bit and uh, found a tip to uh, modify those sort of headphones, the in-ear headphones by sort of cutting down and cutting a hole in the middle of some earplugs and so she sort of, sort of fit those on there uh, and that way she can put them in her ear and they kind of conform and fit more accurately to her, you know, her specific ears on uh, those Bluetooth headphones. Yeah, they've been working out for a little bit. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily uh the solution for every situation but uh she's you know they've been working for her she's used them with her uh, galaxy tab s6 and uh there's no uh, latency or lag with them and so she's been uh using those every once in a while uh like i said she's kind of been on the hunt for uh headphones and uh she has tried like the the kids version of like the over ear headphones, um, but they even those still aren't <laughs> still aren't small enough for what she needs. So um, she did try on my Marshall Major Two Bluetooth headphones. 
uh, and on the very smallest setting. And shockingly, they're actually smaller when they're sort of collapsed all the way than these kids' headphones that she tried are. And so she tried them on, and the size on them was actually pretty good for her. Uh, she, she was surprised, and I was too, because I think she tried them on in the past. I'm not sure what happened, but uh, she, gave, she tried them on with a good fitting this time. And uh, so essentially, we what ended up happening is we ordered her a pair of the Marshall Major 2 head, Bluetooth headphones as well, and I think she's going to really like those, especially the battery life is something you don't have to worry about too much because it's got a 30-hour battery life, which, you know, could last you easily through the week, uh, even with a little bit of, you know, heavy use. So, uh, you know, depending, obviously, on, uh, you know, how hard you're hitting them and how loud you're playing everything, but uh, she will be go having to go out to the Boston area for her work uh, in March and so this these will also be good for her uh, on the plane so I'm looking forward to her trying those out and, uh, and really having a nice good Bluetooth pair of headphones so yeah just uh, kind of like I said a bunch of headphone adventures we're you know talking about uh, all of the, the headphones in the house here there's quite a few pairs now at this point especially because she's tried a, a few different types so yeah, that's, uh, that's the update on all the headphones for now. All right, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker that I got in. Uh, I don't remember when, a few months ago now. Uh, it was kind of something that I've been waiting for for a while, and I kind of just have had sitting around since I got it, even though you know I had waited for almost a year for it to be shipped and, and delivered. So uh, this was the speaker that I got off of Indiegogo, which is the crowdfunding site. Uh, but honestly, as of late, I have been trying to use it more and more, and I have been using it more and more. So uh, the crazy thing is, is that it, this one also touts a 30-hour uh, battery life, and that's I find it to be true because I haven't charged it. I haven't plugged it in to charge since I got it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's still at like 60% or something like that. Uh, so obviously, I haven't used it a whole ton, but uh, yeah, you know, the battery life on it is very good because it. I, you know, I'm still using the charge that it had when it came out of the box. Uh, the overall sound of it, I think I've reported on this in the past, but uh, re-report here. Uh, the sound is really nice. Uh, it gets really loud. Uh, but you there's not really a ton of bass kind of as advertised with this Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker. Uh, that was kind of their big thing is that you screw in the bottle on the bottom of the speaker and it kind of provides this extra bit of bass boost and, and stuff like that. And to a certain extent, it does do that. Uh, but the honestly, it's it's not anything that's you know super noticeable bass wise. But when you do have the bottle on, the fidelity and the frequency range is really good on the whole speaker. So, uh, which makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. But uh, hopefully, I'm using those terms right. But uh, the sound is really good on it. Um, the highs and the lows and the mids, etc. All those things they sound really good. And when listening to music on it. Uh, you definitely can hear all aspects of the song. So overall, it's, it's definitely worth the investment, uh, if you want to call it an investment, it's worth the purchase uh, to get it because it is the best uh, Bluetooth speaker that I have and, you know, obviously kind of a unique and uh, special feature in having the ability to uh, screw a bottle into the bottom of it, uh, like a soda pop bottle. But uh, I haven't tried any other bottles with it yet. I just, the one that came with it uh, has been doing okay. It's been, it's clearly been a little bit designed to, to work with it pretty well. Um, 
but uh, one of these days I'll have to screw something in another bottle into the bottom of it and try it out. But uh, yeah, I'm still not sure if I want to do a video review of this or not. Uh, I'm just going to keep using it, try and use it a little bit more over the next month or so just to get a really good idea of how, you know, over time how it is uh, to use. So yeah, that's an update on the Bluetooth, uh, Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker. Alright, so with all of that stuff out of the way, I would like to introduce a new section, and that section is the Galaxy S10e Weekly Report. Good evening and welcome to the Galaxy S10e Weekly Report. Alright, so now that we're here in the uh, new, newly crafted uh, S10e Weekly Report, uh, with a fancy new introduction, let's uh, let's talk about it. <laughs> Obviously, since I just introed it, but uh, so this week I did set up my Galaxy, uh, my wife's uh, Galaxy S10e, and uh, she got, we got the uh, Aura White version for her. So it's kind of got the silver band around the edge, the silver metal, and the white Aura back. So it's got the you know the white back with sort of that rainbowy reflective stuff on the back. So. Uh, looks okay. Uh, it's not my preference, but she likes it. Uh, she, we also got her the Ring Key Fusion case on her Xperia XC1 Compact. We actually had the the same style of case. Uh, basically, it's kind of got it's a sort of a TPU case ish. Uh, the back is hard plastic. The frame of the case is is TPU. It's kind of a colored transparent. TPU around the edge, and so she got the blue version of it this time. Uh, it's a it, the case worked really well on her XC1 Compact and kept it kept it nice and protected. And the the one difference on this one is that it doesn't have the port covers like the the uh, XC1 Compact did version did. Uh, it's a, so it doesn't have the headphone flap or the charging flap, uh, which she was actually kind of relieved because <laughs> she didn't uh, particularly enjoy using those. So you always find out it, you know, when I, I tend to always find out from her at the end when I'm switching her to a new phone, <laughs> what she really didn't like, but was kind of putting up with on the other phone. So that was one of them. Uh, if I had known that I would have snipped those little flaps off. But uh, Either way, yeah, she's got the Ring Key Fusion case for that. Uh, it, when I got the device in, because I ordered it off of Swappa from the same seller who had, you know, multiple of them, it was a business seller on Swappa, they uh, sent it and it already had a tempered glass screen protector on it, so that was really great. Uh, I wish I had known that because I had ordered a couple of uh, screen protectors as well for it, but uh, didn't have to use them, but I'll keep them, you know, keep them in stock just in case uh, that uh, the one that's on there doesn't uh, work out or gets broken or whatever. So so yeah, I got the device all set up for her, you know, the, basically sitting with her XE1 Compact and transferring over her uh, text messages and MMS messages, all that stuff, and uh, making trying to get all the apps set up and stuff like that and getting her her work app set up because she uses Outlook for her work email on there and uh, now OneDrive as well. And so one thing about the, I don't know if it's a an Android 10 thing uh, more so these days or if Samsung makes it even worse on top of Android 10, but all of the permissions that you have to um, approve when opening an app for the first time or using a feature for the first time, like I, I know that's how Android works and it's been working like that for a little while. But, you know, I wasn't able to open all the apps and sign in for her. So when she's been away with the phone, 
and has had to open something, she's uh, wondering what the heck, <laughs> what's going on, you know, because uh, should I approve this? Should I allow this? You know, that kind of thing. She doesn't know the fact that it's asking for permissions and uh, it's kind of popped up for her all over the place. So uh, I appreciate that Android 10 does this, you know, because it's like, oh, now you know all your apps are doing this. But for an average user, I can see how setting up your own phone would be overwhelming because you're going to be inundated with these pop-ups uh, asking for permissions for certain things uh, and kind of wondering, you know, what? <laughs> At least potentially, you know, I mean, it, it, again, if you have a bunch of apps that you're opening for the first time, you don't usually do this sort of thing, then yeah, it's going to be a little bit, just a little bit not user friendly. Uh, I get why they're there, but I don't know if it's the best implementation of that sort of thing. But uh, either way, uh, the one other thing that, I, and I've noticed this in the past too, is when I'm setting up all of her apps on there is that not all of the apps that she's installed in the past on Android or on Google Play uh, show up in the library section. So you can't necessarily install like everything from the library section on uh, the app library section on Google Play. So basically I have to make sure that I really look through her <laughs> old device to make sure all the apps are installed because you can't just go down the list in the library section and you know, just hit install on everything because there's a few that aren't going to be there, which is something that I've noticed in the past on other devices that I set up. There's, you know, some specific apps that just do not show up in that list uh, that I, you, you know, have installed in the past. And uh, yeah, it's just just one of those things, you know, that I noticed. I don't know if I feel good or bad about that, but uh, either way, uh, I did also set up the Knox uh, secure folder on there, like Frank had suggested in the feedback section, which actually was perfect. And it's going to work out really well for my wife because uh, she, this way, it basically, you set up the secure folder on, on the Samsung device, and then you've got uh, essentially a whole set of apps in there that are sort of uh, quarantined off and protected, you know, behind a fingerprint or a pin. So uh, basically she's got a camera and a gallery that she can use for work, uh, that she can take her photos that are, you know, that can be client sensitive and uh, just take them and put them in the secure folder and not have to worry about them touching anything else on the device, which is a really nice, it's a really great feature and never had a use for it in the past, but my wife does, and I'm glad it's set up on there. And I, I've always known about this sort of thing, never set it up before on any device. Uh, as uh, Flossie Carter calls it, thought protection. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> She's uh, thought protected. And so funny because when I was helping her set it up and getting it set up for her, um, you know, working with her on the phone and, uh, you know, trying to explain what this folder is. And uh, all I had to say to her was thought protection, and she knew. Because <laughs> she loves Flossie, too. She thinks he's great. So, um yeah, she just never minds when I have his videos on and, uh, you know, gets the idea of the thought protection. But uh, either way, yeah, that's kind of how her phone's all set up. She's out using it. I'm sure there's a few things that need to be done still to it. But uh, this time we didn't have to transfer over the pictures because they were all backed up to Google Drive. And uh, she was good with just, you know, just leaving them backed up and kind of starting fresh, etc. So... Yeah, that's uh, how it went for hers. Um, my, this week with my Galaxy S10e, I went a little, well, after the first couple that I bought, I went a little case crazy. I had caught a little case of the case fever. 
<laughs> so I ordered a few different cases. So right, as of right now, I have five cases for the Galaxy S10e. I just can't help myself. I like to find one, you know, that I'm going to use long term. Uh, you never know, you know, and there's certain ones you that potentially could work with this device, especially with that side mounted fingerprint scanner. You never know what you're going to get with the case and how it's going to work with that. But yeah, so originally, I think I, I've talked about these two cases already. I got the Spigen, there's a Spigen case that I got. It's the Spigen silicone fit uh, case. It's just kind of a rubberized case that Spigen makes. Uh, not the greatest case in the world. I've had it on there for a little bit, but it's uh, a little too a little too grippy. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but when you slide it in and out of your pocket, basically your whole pocket, uh, all the fabric in there comes with it. Uh, so after a certain point, I didn't want to use it anymore. So, and I also got the Tendlin case. Uh, this is called the. Well, I don't know if it actually has a name, but it's uh, a wood grain case with sort of leather inlays and striped uh again this is one you kind of have to see in a picture of in order to kind of understand what it looks like but that one i've quite liked uh, i'll talk about that in a second here but i also did end up getting a few other cases like i said i have five total now one is called the dockham lux n1 case um, basically this is kind of a one-piece case that uh, kind of has a canvas look to it but it also has it's a, a wallet case so it's got a pocket on the back of it to put basically one credit card i think is probably all you can get in there it's very tight fit but uh just kind of an interesting case that i might use in the future if i really want to minimize my uh, pocket stuff and then i also got the bxkm galaxy s10 e case this is another uh, fabric or canvas sort of case uh there's no protection coating on this one so it's very uh feels it just feels like the fabric that's on there. <laughs> it's kind of fuzzy, too, uh, because of that. It looks like it's going to peel. It's not the highest quality case, but it, it is a nice case overall, and it does actually have some Samsung, Samsung branding on the back of it, which is kind of interesting. Uh, it doesn't show that in the, the Amazon listing. All of these will be linked in the show notes if you want to check them out. But, uh, yeah, this one's just okay. Uh, I used it for a day or so. And then, uh, you know, it's a little bit slippery, uh, not the, the most grip on this one. But, uh, yeah, that's the BXKM. And it's the, sort of, a like I said, like a canvasy case. I like the the idea of, like, a sort of a canvas fabric on a phone. I just think it looks kind of kind of nice, and, you know, from, for my taste. So, And then, finally, on eBay, I did buy a Spec Presidio grip case for the Galaxy S10e. Uh, this is one that I've seen at Best Buy before. They sell them at Best Buy for like $20, $25. Uh, I found it on eBay for about $6.39 with free shipping. So uh, yeah, I couldn't beat it. I figured why not uh, try this one out. It's kind of a more uh, hardcore protection, I guess you could say. Uh, it protects, it's a thicker case with a lot more protection on it. So uh, I've tried, it is really nice. I think I'd use this if I was going out and about for the day, like outside for the full day, uh, you know, because it offers a lot more drop protection and it's got a nice good grip on it all over it. And, you know, kind of, I like the design of it as well. So, but uh, ultimately I've stuck with that Tendlin case, which is the wood grain slash leather grain uh, with the leather stripes on it. So uh, it's honestly it just has the best fit. It's it's very slim fit. Uh, it's not the greatest drop protection, but I think it just fits it best and feels best. Honestly, it's got the right amount of grip. And Tendlin actually also makes a version of this case that's just the sort of faux leather that they use on the back. That I might actually try that one out too, because it's just sort of solid black. 
but yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, like I said, with the Tendlin case, that's uh, what I have on it right now. And I'm going to stick with that for now, try and use that for a little while before I buy any other cases, which has been tempting, but I'm going to stay with that. And if I continue on uh, with this weekly report and using this device, I will get a battery case for it at some point too, uh, just to have on hand, because uh, obviously I've sung the praises of that in the past for the LG G6. So yeah, those are all the cases. Like I said, uh, check them out in the show notes if you want to you know, look at any of those. I know there's versions of these for most devices, uh, especially the Galaxy S10 line. So yeah, uh, check those out in the show notes. But uh, the last thing about the S10e for this week is I was talking last week about uh, kind of accident, ac accidentally uh, hitting the fingerprint sensor uh, quite a few times, just uh, kind of holding the phone, not wanting to hit the fingerprint sensor. So I did uh, reconfigure all my fingers, uh, took off one of, uh, I think my middle finger on my left hand is uh, the one that was kind of giving me the most trouble. So I kind of reconfigured which uh, fingers use the fingerprint sensor, um, which actually helped out quite a bit. So I haven't had too much of an issue of accidentally unlocking it and etc. So, uh, and I did, I don't know if this is true on most phones. Most phones, I usually only register one or two fingers. Uh, is is it a limitation of Android that you can only have four fingers registered or is that a Samsung thing? I'm not sure. I kind of figured it might be more than that, at least five, you know, so you get your whole hand or, you know, if you're lucky enough to have five fingers on each hand, you could at least get one of the hands. But uh, yeah, um, not sure if I, yeah, I mean, that's fine. It's not really a, a big deal, just kind of something that I noticed again, that there, you can only register four fingerprints. So yeah, uh, other than that, I've just been kind of chugging along with the S10e this week and making it work with everything that I do. Obviously it uh, does pretty much everything that I, and more that I need a, a device to do. Uh, I still want to get into Bixby a little bit, uh, Bixby routines, etc., and get, maybe get some of those set up to kind of automate, you know, the device uh, for different situations and stuff like that. But uh, other than that, I'm just, uh, like I said, chugging along with it. So yeah. All right. So let's wrap things up here on the Pixel Swim Podcast episode 104. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and making it to the end somehow. Um, <laughs> uh, it's appreciated, as always. If you want to leave any feedback, uh, head over to pixelswim.com, and uh, there's a comment section on the show notes page or a bunch of social links or contact form, or you can email me, steve, at pixelswim.com. And, uh, yeah, I always appreciate it if you do that. If not, if you just want to casually listen and lurk in the background, that's cool, too. So I do that with most of the podcasts that I listen to. So that's just, uh, yeah, that's how it is. But uh, feedback is always appreciated, as always, always, always. So uh, either way, have a great afternoon or evening or February 20th or 21st or 22nd or 3rd or 4th. Or hey, uh, leap year the February on February 29th. Whatever day in February it is, have a great one when you're listening to this. So thanks again, and God speed. <laughs>